Are there any other submissions? It made it easy for us because there's only two. You want to speak so, into the microphone here? Here. As far as speak, I know. Speak into my ear. Here. Oh, look how romantic yeah. this is. Oh. <clears throat> okay, so here's, here's the second one, and I'll tell you why this one's number two. This one would have been number one. However, there's one line in here. Oh, okay. There's one line in here that uh, I disagree with. So where is Adam Clark? Fazla Kanishi or yeah. I'm talking too much. Tribes, nations, and every tongue, we are told to witness till every soul is one. We won't give up or stop preaching because the lost we are called to be reaching. We will preach to every person, animal, and thing. <laughs> Our goal is that the whole earth your praises sing. Missions is what Christ left us to do, so we will continue till we see your kingdom new. It's pretty good, hey? Okay, and where is Elizabeth Owen? Elizabeth. In missions, we learn lots of things about tribes or Catholic mass, but rarely do we have to ask, is there really a Muslim in class? <laughs> Mr. Karen brought him in, so it must be all right, but a Muslim in a Bible school is still a bizarre sight. His mustache might look a little odd, and his accent sometimes slips, but he seems so sincere with his arguments and quips that one of us might convert. There is a little risk, but if it were to happen, we can blame Marty Frisk. <laughs> you get to pick either Operation World or the Global Mission Handbook, and then Adam, you would get the other one, okay? You can get that after chapel. No, come up. Come on down. Which, which one would you like? The green one. Where's Mr. Clark? All right. All right. All right, let's pray. <clears throat> now that the levity is over. Father, we just want to thank you for being the God that you revealed yourself to be. That you are absolutely holy and that none of us can stand before you except through the blood of Jesus Christ Lord we thank you that we've been washed that we've been cleansed through the sacrifice of Christ and that you tell us to come boldly before your throne Lord we just thank you for the relationship that we have with you that you know all of our thoughts and you love us and care for us and Lord what confidence that we can have in life Lord I pray that as we consider this world and the people who are estranged from you in it that we would do our utmost for your highest Lord I pray that uh, you would guide us today as we consider your world and your word and we ask it in the lovely name of Jesus amen Let me have video, please. All right, uh, to review yesterday, <clears throat> my screen went off, and then it reappears, God willing. It's down here, it's up there. Okay. <clears throat> Again, I sound like a broken record. Actually, you don't know what a record is, do you? <laughs> you know, if we say I was like a, bro a broken CD, that would go, blah, 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 blah. but we don't sound like that. 
But a record, you know, has these grooves on it, and it plays the same thing again and again and again. Yeah. All right. But looking at this, I'm not a uh, broken record or a broken CD or DVD even. But I just want to put this in front of us again to remind us that there is a huge portion of the world that is not aware of the truth about the living God. Uh, Yesterday also, I said that the gospel, inviting people to church, is not evangelism. It is not come and hear, it is go and tell. Also, I said that um, missionary service is not something we volunteer for, it's something we are selected for. And that we need to be careful in our mission conferences of just giving this blanket invitation that, that says, whosoever will, you know. Uh, in, actually, in salvation, yes, whosoever will may come. But uh, the people that we need to send forth are the ones that God is selecting. And we in church leadership need to be more proactive in sending forth our best. We need to make it a part Actually, you know, we don't consider an organism mature until it is reproducing. And the mark of a mature church is its ability to reproduce itself beyond its location. So it's not just to be this entity that just gets bigger and bigger right where it is. That's not necessarily healthy, but reproducing itself elsewhere, sending forth laborers, to bring Jesus Christ to places where he cannot be heard of. To take a look at this again, you see the difference there? The blue does not really commingle with the red. So there are large expanses of the world where the gospel is not yet preached. And by all the data we can number crunch with, it's about a third of the world lives in communities that can't hear unless some Christian from somewhere relocates. And that's primarily among Muslims and Hindus and Buddhists. These are the three major blocks of the world that need to be reached. And I'm imploring Christians across Canada that we would be willing to relocate amongst these peoples who have a different worldview than us. Here's another, this is a new, new slide actually. Unevangelized population. This is not just unreached, but people who have not heard the gospel at all. India, 344 million have not heard. In China, large portion. Pakistan, large portion. Indonesia, Iran, Thailand, Algeria, Morocco, Bangladesh, Afghanistan. So there's some huge areas that we, as part of the Church of Jesus Christ, need to focus our prayers and our resources on. But the other thing is, all of these groups that I just listed are represented here in Canada. Canada is is the most immigrant-friendly country in the world. Now, how many of you... Uh, live in what is considered a city. Okay, what city are you from? Mississauga, yes, definitely a city, yeah. 
Montreal, a city over here. Who else had their hand up? Cal Calvary or Calgary? Calgary, yeah. Where? Quebec City, all right. Over here, were there any city, are you all rural people over here? What? Halifax. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll consider that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, some cities. Well, let's talk about our country here. Like, do you need a missionary call to live in Montreal? Maybe, maybe so. <laughs> Acts 17 is Paul's Mars Hill sermon. A little bit different sermon because he's speaking specifically to Gentile peoples in this uh, sermon. And one of the things that he says in there is that God made from one man, here's a confirmation by Paul of the creation story that all started with one man, that he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place. So God moves people around and locates them where they are that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. God places people where they are so that they can find him. And that includes the immigrants and refugees who come to Canada. Matthew chapter 25 speaks of that, you know, that sheep and goat judgment. Actually, why don't we look at that? Turn to Matthew chapter 25, please. Starting at verse 31. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. And all the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he'll put the sheep on his right and the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry, feed you, or thirsty, and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger, invite you in, or naked, and clothe you? When did we see you sick, or in prison, and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Truly I say to you, to the extent you did it to one of these brothers of mine, even the least of them, you did it to me. A couple of comments on this passage. When we live out Jesus and allow the Holy Spirit to control us and to bless and to love other people through us, many times we're unconscious of the good that we are doing. Uh, We don't think about, oh, I'm going to obey Jesus in this. Is that when he has control of us, he flows out of us and blesses other people. Second comment, when Jesus says, says you've done this to one of these brothers of mine Uh, it's an interpretive question there as to was Jesus talking about his brother Jews but I think what he's talking about here is his brother humans here that he's including all mankind when when he says this because he refers and says I was a stranger and you took me in this word stranger here is, is commonly understood to be an alien or a foreigner to the people of Israel So as he says this, 
it makes it pretty clear that when Jesus talks about his brother, he's talking about all mankind. But anyway, I want to focus, that, that's just a little extra stuff there, but what I want to do is focus on what he said here. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. We need to insert here the thought alien or foreign here. I was an alien or foreigner and you welcomed me. This is what, part of what it means to be Jesus to other people is we welcome the aliens and foreigners. When uh, Becky and I first moved to St. Catharines where we lived, we um, connected with a church and the elders came over. Do you remember this, dear? The elders came over to uh, talk to us and see if we were fit for church membership. And uh, I don't know even how we got onto it, but um, they started talking about immigration and refugees and all, and they're just going, these people who are coming into our country are ruining our country. They're changing it. You know, it's like, you know, these people are in an invasion. But what God is doing is he's bringing least reached people here as an opportunity to us as a church in Canada to reach them for Christ. This is what it means to be Jesus to people is to welcome the stranger. And I'm strange, so. And I felt very welcome here, so. But here's some facts. Let's just think about this nation that we live in. And I've been praying that the Holy Spirit would touch your heart and make you very willing to live in our major cities and to live in kind of the crummier places of those cities to be Jesus. In Toronto, 50% of the people of Toronto were born outside of Canada. It's our largest city. Most of them were born elsewhere. This building here, what does it look like? It was a former what, do you think? Come on, speak up. This is audience participation here. Uh, It was like a grocery store, but not quite. It's something we only have in Canada, this kind of store. It's a Canadian tire store. So this, this this is a big building. And it, this, this particular one has been converted in the Sikh Spiritual Center of Toronto. And in the Toronto area, there are approximately 50, uh, a Sikh uh, temple is called a Gudwara. There are approximately close to 50 Gudwaras in uh, Toronto area. Rexdale, which is a community in Toronto, there are over 180 different languages spoken in the homes of the students of Rexdale High School. It is, from all we can understand, the most multicultural neighborhood in the world. One of my good friends, Peter Korapatwa, uh, he's uh, ordained with the Associated Gospel Churches. He's a missionary with SIM. And he's associated with some other group too, I can't remember. But I was visiting with him this summer, uh, helping do some of the setup of uh, an experience that we had invited you guys to do over uh, March break, but there were not enough of you to uh, be involved in that. But this man, you know, we stood there. He ran uh, 12 uh, camps for children uh, this summer. And in those camps, every single one of them had over 100 
children in there, and 80% of them were Muslim and Hindu and Sikh children. And he looked around. He's, we're standing there in this, in this uh, play field, and they have, they have this soccer camp run, running, and we're looking at, over the trees. And he says, see that high-rise, and that high-rise, and that high-rise, and that high-rise, and that high-rise. My prayer is that within my lifetime, there is a group of people worshiping Jesus in every single one of these buildings. And I'm praying that God adds to his number of people with that kind of heart and that kind of vision. Uh, Do you see this uh, picture here? I don't know if you can actually read that. Can you see what it says over the door there? In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful. What does that building look like? It is a former church. It's a, it's a big church right side, outside of High Park in Toronto that went out of business and is now a mosque. I love this sign. This is the corner, if you know Toronto, this is the corner of uh, Shepherd and uh, Pharmacy. Actually, this is not too many blocks from uh, SIM's headquarters there. I was actually going to SIM and Indian-style Chinese food, we serve halal meat. So you've got three major cultures there in one side, Indian, Chinese, and Muslim. Chinese have been the largest visible minority in Toronto, and, but now it is uh, South Asian. People from Pakistan, India, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka are uh, the largest minority in Toronto, visible minority. And all of these needy groups around the world are represented in Canada. I love this picture. These two little ladies in front of the moose at the base of the uh, CN Tower. Sikhs and Somalis are particular opportunities for Canadians. Somalia is one of the harshest, most persecuting countries in the world for believers. Um, I'm not sure the percentage, but close to 20 to 30% of the believers in Somalia have been martyred for their faith. But there are thousands, as many as 100,000 Somalis in the Toronto area whom we can interact with and we can share Christ with. Steve Friswick, this is another guy I was trying to connect you guys with, uh, is with uh, AIM and, and SIM, and he's planting churches among uh, Somalis in that neighborhood of Rexdale, the most multicultural neighborhood in the world. And Sikhs. Sikhs are a different kind of people. They're kind of a combo Muslim-Hindu people. That's very simplified. But Sikhs are from the Punjab state in India. And Canada has more Sikhs than any other country in the world except for their homeland in India. We have a particular responsibility and opportunity to reach the Sikhs here in Canada. In uh, lower mainland British Columbia is a major concentration, was the largest concentration. I believe the largest now is in Brampton, right around the airport in Toronto. When you go there, uh, I was at uh, Bramley Baptist Church there and the pastor of evangelism showed me the yearbook from, uh, this was like in, this is like 2004 when I was there. You were just a child. 
2004, he showed me the one from 1994, the yearbook, graduating class, almost everybody was white. By 2004, it was um, 90% darker faces, South Asian faces. And um, we have some wonderful opportunities. Take a look at this. This is from the, uh, the, the latest census. This data was just uh, released. So the Canadian population last year when we did the census, we're right about, um, we're right about 34 million people right now. And those 69% of our population lives in cities, 33 cities. And then these areas that are near these cities... This is kind of technical um, census jargon, but I'm calling it city-like. Uh, it's, it's, it's basically a city, but they don't just have the massive population. But they're city-like also. So at over 80, almost 80% of our country is urban, and uh, only about 20% is rural. We, as the Church of Jesus Christ, need to concentrate on our cities. Not to neglect to the rural, but like 80% of the people who go into ministry need to live in an urban context. Okay? And the least reached areas of our whole country are multifamily dwellings. Multifamily dwellings. High-rises in particular. Because Christians, because of our work ethic and our clean living, we tend to increase economically and move out of these places because they're undesirable. But we wear bracelets around that say, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? Jesus was born in a barn. We need to be willing to live in unpleasant places. In 2011, more than 23 million people, or nearly 7 Canadians in 10, we're living in one of Canada's 33 cities, an increase compared with 2006. More than one Canadian in three, 35% were living in one of Canada's three largest cities, Toronto, Montreal, and Vancouver. But many times in these areas, we as Canadians have abandoned the core of the city, some of the neediest parts. The population growth of these three cities taken together was higher than the other cities 7.9 percent compared to six point and was due mainly to immigration since each year a majority of immigrants choose to settle in these areas the reason Canada is growing is because of immigration not because of birth rate and a lot of people are worried that Canada is becoming less Christian in a certain sense it is feeling less Christian because of the great diversity we have but actually, the percentage of evangelical believers in the people who are immigrating to us is higher than the actual percentage of evangelical believers in the general population. We're about uh, 8% evangelical uh, nationwide. But the percentage of evangelicals in those immigrating to our country is higher. So we're actually increasing the number and percentage of believers in our country through immigration. But a lot of our immigrants are coming from what we call least-reached peoples, too. And we need to focus on them. 
Now, this is the latest data. This was released just like last week from the, the, uh, 11, the 2011 uh, census. So these are all the mother tongues spoken in homes where, in Canada where the population is greater than 100. So you see them all listed there in order of uh, size. Punjabi, uh, Chinese dialects, Spanish, Italian, German, Cantonese, Tagalog, Arabic, Mandarin. Cantonese and Mandarin, even though that they are Chinese, uh, a, a Mandarin speaker cannot speak to a Cantonese speaker. They're, they're like the difference between German and Spanish. They're, they're that far away from each other. Portuguese, Polish, Urdu, Persian, Russian, Vietnamese. These are the, the top ones over 100,000. So, of those languages with 100 plus speakers in Canada... Punjabi, or at least reach the largest group, are Punjabi speakers. These are generally Sikhs. Arabic speakers, generally Muslim. Urdu speakers from Pakistan, uh, always Muslim. Persian speakers, or Farsi speakers from Iran, Muslim background. Tamils from Sri Lanka, they're Hindu. Hindi, spoken in India, which those are Hindu people, and from Gujarati state in India, these are Hindus also, and uh, some Muslims in there. So, of these languages, these are all from least reached peoples right here in Canada. And you like, don't need a missionary call to reach them because you're not crossing a country border, right? We as Canadians, can I say this any more clearly? We need to pick up the torch and be willing to give ourselves to reaching these peoples that God has brought us. Here's some other very interesting things. Canadians are not very religious. Based on a religiosity index consisting of affiliation, attendance, personal practice, and the importance of religion, 40% of Canadians have a low degree of religiosity. 31% moderate and 29% high uh, religiosity. So that's the general population all the way across Canada. But new Canadians are religious. While only 26% of Canadian-born Canadians are highly religious, so basically white Canadians, only 26% of them are highly religious. 65% of South Asians, 56% of Southeast Asians, 52% of South and Central Americans, and 50% of Africans are highly religious. They are very interested in cultivating their spiritual life. How many of you like to talk to others about Jesus? It should be everybody's hand going up here. Just making sure you're awake. Um, I love to tell the story. We even have a song about it. Will be my theme and glory. Um, But I've never had a white Canadian come up to me and ask me, can you tell me about Jesus? But amongst new Canadians, I have. You know, we're just, we're just dying for someone to, to let, let it be known they're interested in spiritual things and we can talk to them. Well, if you work amongst new Canadians, you're going to have all kinds of opportunities. Even in good old white St. Catharines, where our office is and where I live, it, it has, St. Catharines has more churches per capita than any other city in uh, Canada. 
And it is the whitest city. You know, you walk into McDonald's is where like uh, all the entry-level jobs are. That's generally where you find immigrants. First time we were in St. Catharines, we walked into, well, it wasn't McDonald's, it was Arby's. Everybody waiting on us was white. It was the weirdest experience. It's a white city. But even in our white city, uh, we met some Bangladeshis, became friends with them. And I'm at a birthday party at this Bangladeshi's uh, house. And this guy plops down on the sofa next to me and he says, Are you a Christian? I said, Yes. Could you tell me about Jesus? And I said, Well, you know, I'm kind of busy. Let me look at my calendar here. I said, Well, maybe next week I could squeeze you in to do that. <laughs> I said, No, of course, I'd love to tell you about Jesus. And that happened at another uh, event we were at. A guy came up to me specifically and said, hey, you're a Christian, aren't you? Yeah. Can you tell me about Jesus? If you want to talk about Jesus, man, connect with our new Canadians. God's relocated them here so that they can hear, maybe from you personally. So where do these facts lead us? More believers across Canada must consider living in urban areas among new Canadians for the sake of Jesus. Move in... MoveIn.to. That's the website for the move-in movement. Man, you don't even have to join a mission agency. These are just people who decided together to move into uh, neighborhoods that are poor, highly densely populated, and have least reached people among them just to be Jesus there. And then they meet once a week to pray for each other and the people that they are seeking to witness to. They are moving into these areas and seeking to be Jesus. Check it out. MoveIn.to Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I pray that we would hear your voice and know that you love the Tamils in Toronto and that you love the Sikhs in Lower Mainland, B.C. And you love these different people that you are bringing into our cities. Lord, I pray that we would be willing to live in a less desirable place for your sake and for your honor. Jesus, you are the one who became, though you were rich, you became poor for us. Lord, we want to be like you. We want to be willing to humble ourselves in order to reach those that you're bringing to us. Lord Jesus, I just pray from this student body that you would bring about the conviction in many hearts here to live in our cities for the sake of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for the opportunity to be here. And your kind welcome. We had fun last night. All of you came up and fellowshiped with us. We really enjoyed that. Go and be Jesus.